You're listening to Vexed, a program on the Ephesus School Network. I'm Andrea Backus, your curator through biblical literature and its world and culture. Just as a museum curator selects, acquires, cares for, repairs objects, and discovers frauds and counterfeits, I'll be sifting through our world and culture for examples to help us better understand the biblical text. If you're a church-attending Christian, it's likely that you've attended a Bible study at some point. Every Christian community has some kind of Bible study, usually led by a priest or pastor. And across denominations, there are certainly differences in Bible study style, but the approach is basically the same. A few verses of text are selected and discussed. Sometimes, the selection is driven by a theme or topic that either the teacher or the gathered are interested in. I had a bit of a chuckle when I found an article online entitled, Six Bible Study Topics to Boost Your Attendance. In it, the writer writes, quote, Here's the truth. People want topical Bible studies that they can apply to their life or topical events happening in the world. These Bible study topics and questions will help your church to deeply understand modern issues through a biblical lens. Unquote. The writer then goes on to suggest the following topics. Money, tithing, leadership, business, stewardship, and technology. I agree with the writer that these are, well, topical. And he's right that these are, in fact, what people are interested in. They are very now sexy topics in both business and religion. But I submit to you that Bible studies conducted this way are a waste of time. They don't work. The student of the Bible can learn nothing of the text if the focus is on the topics. How dare I say such a thing? Well, this program is called Vexed for a reason. Bible studies vex me. They do. This focus on topics, or even selected verses and their so-called study, virtually guarantees that those gathered to study the Bible will not understand it. There are, of course, good-faith attempts to study the Bible and good-hearted and well-meaning students out there. I'm not disputing that. Those studies who make a good-faith effort usually select a book of the Bible for study. This is certainly better than selecting a few verses or a topic. In Christian communities, 
a book is chosen usually from the New Testament. The Old Testament books are pretty much ignored. I know it's snarky to say, but it's true. Christians do not know what to make of the Old Testament. It is good when a book is chosen, but usually very little of the text is actually read. In one sitting, one might only cover a few verses. Explanations by the priest or pastor are offered, and then questions are taken, followed by discussion. Of course, I understand that there are practicalities to consider. There are a number of priorities in church life, lots of activities in a given week. Bible study is maybe held once a week, and you have to manage it somehow. You pick a book and break it down. Reading it verse by verse seems to make sense. After all, how much can you realistically cover in one evening? How else can it possibly be done? I understand the constraints, and still, I declare and submit to you, this is not the way. This is not the way to conduct a Bible study because it lends itself to manipulating the biblical text instead of hearing it. Our tendency is to want to relate to the text. We hear what is said for what it has to do with ourselves. What is it saying to me? Our teachers and those gathered to learn both fall into this trap. A good faith attempt is made. The study commences with a few verses, and it's not long before someone has a comment or interrupts with a question. And then the view quickly turns from the text to what the commenter is saying, and then it turns into nonsense. Before you know it, the Bible study has turned into a talk show. The gathered are talking about what Jesus might have been like as a child, or whether Jesus and his family tithed to their temple, or what Jesus' work ethic might have been like. We so desperately want to talk about ourselves, our preoccupations, there is very little hope that we will hear the biblical God's story the way the writer or writers meant us to hear it. So what is my proposal? What can be done? Is there a better way? Yes, there is a better way, but it is a harder way, and the burden is on the teacher. The teacher must know the Bible book in total must know the basic content of the chosen book before they can lead the others. To know it means to have heard it several times, to have heard the storyline and what the words mean in their original language. One cannot teach without knowledge of the subject, not one's thoughts or feelings about the subject, but the subject at hand. So what I propose is this. A real Bible study with rules enforced. I'll say more about those rules later. First, choose a book of the Bible. The teacher should have heard the whole of the chosen book prior to starting the study. Listen to the chosen book on audio several times through. Then, go back and read it through in English. That would be the recommended preparation for the teacher. Next, Commence the Bible study by reading one chapter at a time. Reading the whole chapter will help you to focus on the storyline, the flow of the story. Don't stop after a few verses, 
read the whole chapter in English. After that, stop. Go back to the start of the chapter and focus on one paragraph at a time. Read it slowly in English, but with a Strong's Bible concordance nearby. What is a concordance? A concordance is a list of the words present in a text, usually with citations of the passages in which they are found. Strong's Concordance is available online for free. You can find it built into the Blue Letter Bible website and app. The concordance will show you the words in English. Strong's Concordance uses the King James English translation. It shows you the words in English and what those words are in their Hebrew or Greek, with a breakdown of the origin of the words and their grammatical forms. It also shows you where in the text, in the whole Bible, that particular word is used. There is a wealth of information in a Bible concordance like Strong's. Back to our instructions. We left off at paragraph. Go through the paragraph verse by verse and use the concordance to look up the words, especially the nouns and the verbs and their meanings in their Hebrew or Greek. You'll be amazed at what you learn. You'll notice patterns, places in the text where a word or words are found a lot and places where they are not. And that's useful. We can get a sense of where the writer is taking us from the word count. It's actually quite thrilling when you discover that the meaning of the word in Hebrew or Greek is quite different than the word that you see written in English. So if, for example, you choose to study the book of Matthew, start at the beginning. Read the long, boring genealogy and look up all the names and their meanings and their usages in the Old Testament books. Remember that names in the Bible all have meanings, and those meanings tell the story. Naming is a powerful literary device in the Bible. If you choose to study the book of Mark, you'll encounter the beginning of the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God. You will go on to read about Isaiah the prophet and John the Baptist. Look up the words in their Greek. You'll hear the word baptizo repeated in the four gospel books, and in the book of Acts, you'll hear it even more often. Look up the word origin and its possible usages in other ancient Greek texts for comparison. You'll find all of this in Strong's Concordance. If you're really daring, choose an Old Testament book and do the same. Hear it in English, and then go back and read a paragraph at a time. And verse by verse, look up the words in Hebrew. The rules I referred to earlier that must be enforced are these. No comments and no questions. You can't logically have comments or questions before you know anything about a subject matter. Just study. You can talk, but talk about what you're learning from your word study and keep a notebook. With this model, the burden is on the teacher. They could be your priest or pastor, but they needn't be. If you are a passionate student of the Bible and are willing to do the work of preparation in advance, start your own study 
and invite a few friends to try out this method. It is not easy. Do not try to understand what you're reading. You won't. Just keep hearing the storyline and look up the words. Keep it up and allow the story to form you, not you, it. This is the way. Until next time, this is Vexed. Vexed is a production of the Ephesus School Network.